first got appointed as a judge um, municipal court, the first thing I said to myself is that I was not going to be the kind of judge that helped to feed the beast that is mass incarceration. Yes. Right? Um, the way the system currently operates, it d does just that. And yeah. I'll leave a little bit of that commentary to the side. Yes. Um, but I will say that uh, um, the general path when somebody gets convicted, right, except for intentional carve-outs, and when I say carve-outs, I mean things like ARD. They say ARD is Accelerated Rehabilitation Disposition. Yes, yes. They say if you have a zero prior record score, we're going to not put you through the criminal justice system and we're going to give you a different path. Yes. Um, they have a um, drug treatment court. Oh, because you're a drug addict, we're going to carve you out of the criminal yes. justice system and treat you in this manner. Or veterans court, because you're a veteran, we're going to carve you out of the criminal justice system and treat you this bad. Yeah. Or mental health court, because you have mental health problems, we're going to carve you out of the criminal justice system. And so except for these intentional carve-outs, yeah. the, the criminal justice system works like this. A judge will sentence somebody and they'll either sentence them to probation and flub them off to probation officers, yes. or they'll sentence them to incarceration and flub them off to the Department of Correction, 90-something percent get out, wow. and they get flubbed off to parole officers. Yes. And the next time that judge who sees the person they sentence will be when a probation or parole officer is so frustrated yeah. that they opine revocation mm. because the defendant is either not doing what the probation or parole officer asked them to do yes. or has a new case yes. or has a new conviction. Right. In those three circumstances, the probation or parole officer will request a violation of probation hearing yes. and recommend additional punishment. And the next time the sentencing judge sees the person they sentence yes. is when that happens. Yes. And because they have no experience with the person, they'll quite naturally follow yes. what the probation or parole officer asks them to do. That's true. And so the next time that the judge who sentenced you sees you, it's time to punish you again. Yes, yes. So if judges only see people to punish people, when exactly do they help? Wow. That was an excerpt. That was an excerpt of the interview with the Honorable Stephanie M. Sawyer, Municipal Court Judge, promoting resource-based sentencing and supervision, a mechanism for judges to use to reduce recidivism. I am Ronaldo McKenzie, and this is the Neoliberal Round Podcast. Today on the Neoliberal Round Podcast, we feature the interview with the Honorable Stephanie M. Sawyer. Judge Stephanie M. Sawyer is trying to make a difference in Philadelphia and stated that once she got elected to the bench as a municipal court judge, the first thing she said to herself was that she was not going to be the kind of judge that was going to feed the beast that was mass incarceration. Again, when Stephanie, Judge Stephanie M. Sawyer, was elected, got elected to the bench as a municipal court judge. The first thing she said to herself was that she was not going to be the kind of judge that was going to feed the beast that was mass incarcerations. In fact, Judge Sawyer revealed that that is how the system currently operates, but stopped short of providing further comments on the issue and decided to table her opinions on the matter for later. This is the Neoliberal Round Podcast. I am Ronaldo McKenzie. That's what's coming up on the Neoliberal Round Podcast today. We'll be right back after these messages.
Welcome back to the episode. So earlier we had began with an excerpt of the interview with the Honorable Stephanie M. Sawyer. And we have some more of that interview because she went on to explain that the gen- she was she went on to explain that the general path when someone gets convicted, except for intentional carve outs. And when Miss Sawyer talks about when Judge Sawyer talks about intentional carve outs, she explained what is meant by intentional carve outs which was important to understanding the point she was about to make concerning the general path when someone gets convicted in relation to her goal as a judge to not allow herself to feed the beast that was mass incarceration. So according to Judge Sawyer, car votes are things such as ARD, and ARD is accelerated rehabilitated disposition. Again, accelerated rehabilitated disposition and actually um, we're going to continue with the interview but um, she was saying that for example say if you have a zero prior record score we're not going to put you through the criminal record system and we are going to give you a different path they have drug treatment courts so because you're a drug addict we're going to carve you out of the criminal justice system and treat you in this manner or veterans court because you're a veteran we're going to carve you out of the criminal justice system and treat you in this path. Or mental health court, because you have mental health problems, we're going to carve you out of the criminal justice system, so on and so forth. So Judge Sawyer then went back to where she, and then she went back to where she had left off when she was commenting on the general path when someone gets convicted except for intentional carve-outs, pointing out that the criminal justice system works like this. A judge will sentence somebody to probation and flog them out or flog them off to probations or flog them off to probation offices or they'll sentence them to incarcerations and flog them off to the Department of Corrections. And over 90% get out. Listen, she said over 90% and that was revealing. Then they get flogged off to parole offices. And the next time that judge that that judge who sees the person they sentence will be when a probation or parole officer is so frustrated that they opine revocation because the the defendant or parolee is either not doing what the probation or parole officer asks them to do or have a new case or has a conviction, a new conviction. So in those three circumstances, she says, A probation or parole officer will request a violation of probation hearing to recommend additional punishment. And the next time a sentencing judge sees a person that they had sentenced is when that happens, meaning revocation, re-incarceration leading to mass incarceration. And because they, the sentencing judge, does not have no experience with the person, they would naturally follow what the probation or parole officer recommends. So the next time that the judge sentence you, judge that the judge sentence you, you the, the the judge, the next time that the judge who sentences you sees you, it is time for you to get that sentence again. Again, let me let me say that again. She says that. So the next time that the judge sent, who sentence you in a prior in the prior conviction sees you again, then again it's time it's it's time to sentence you again. So. 
this led her to a very important conclusion couched in a question. So if judges seize people only to punish people, when exactly do they help? And this is a very, very important point. And she asked, in fact, we're going to continue with the interview and, um, and, and we're, going to pick up from, from, we're going to pick up from there. And here, here is the Honorable Judge M. Sawyer. So if judges only see people to punish people, when exactly do they help? Wow. I've created a, 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 a system, a program called Resource-Based Sentencing Supervision. It's intended... Resource Sentencing... No, Resource-Based based. Sentencing and Supervision. Oh, wow. It's yes. how you sentence mm -hmm. and how you supervise. Right. Right? And so in that model, judges are actually part of the solution. Yes. They're actually there to help. When I sentence somebody, say I'm sentencing somebody with three possessions with a 10th to deliver and a 10th grade education. Yes. I can set my watch to this court. Right. So that right. means I have to sentence him to get his high school diploma. Mm -hmm. I have to sentence him to figure out what kind of vocational training he needs. Yes. What kind of, you know, buy-in he needs to, to have legitimate income. I mean, most of my corner boys, they're frustrated. They're entrepreneurs. We, yes. If we can just get them to change their product. Yes, that is then we'd true. Be doing something yeah. so there are folks for the entrepreneurial spirit that we have resources from an entrepreneurial boot camp to learn how to get llc's to learn how to open up their own business and, yes. and, and a quarterly uh, 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 uh profit and law statement all of that and how to access funding as well and say it again and how to access funding because and I know how to access that's a well, first major all, issue but, but, but access of funding starts with financial literacy and understanding what happens with the dollar yes understanding yes how credit works Understanding the rule of 72, the point yes. of which your money flips. Understand, so a financial literacy is the first step right. into showing people how to have access to money. Because you don't understand how to yes. get to it first, nor do you know how to grow it or, or, or any yeah. of these other things. Well, those are some of the resources that you, we give oh. in resource-based sentencing nice, and supervision. Nice. So uh, I've been practicing resource-based sentencing and supervision in my courtroom uh, um, since, well, I didn't have a name for it until 2018. Yes. So... Formerly 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, and this year we just uh, launched the Sentencing Foundation. The Sentencing Foundation is intended to be the logistical support for resource-based sentencing and supervision such that it could be in every jurisdiction. Yes. State, federal, big cities, rural uh, places. Yes. That's what the Sentencing Foundation is intended to do. Um, and that's what we're working on building out right now. So, so wow. it will, it will usher in a cultural shift in mm -hmm. jurists yes. to be part of the solution. Yes. And, and instead of always showing up to, to punish defendants, they're actually there to help folks. Yes. And so that's what we're hoping uh, um, we'll catch on. Wow, this is great. We're talking with Judge Sawyer right here in Philadelphia, Germantown, Philadelphia. And this is just some of the ver a programs that we need because, you know, what happens is that sometimes they punish these guys and one of the one of the young men I do a series called What's Life Like Living in Philadelphia, interviewing hundreds of people in Philadelphia on the show. One young man, one gentleman, and several people have been saying we need a father's movement. We lack responsible fathers and responsible parents, and they're all they're not in the home, or it's either or we lack responsible parents. Some but people are saying social media, decay, or resources. It's all of the above. Yes. I don't know why anybody yes. wants to just point out one good reason and say, ooh, that's the magical yes, 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 sprinkle yes. magical dust on a problem. There's no such thing. Multifaceted. As, as, as it's, it's a multifaceted problem. Yes, right? yes, yes. And so, you know, as a judge, I'm 
trying to promote yeah. a mechanism for judges to use yeah, yeah. Um, that will help greatly reduce recidivism. Like yes. Right? And so every individual in their own lane, in their own right, needs yes. to. So, so they're, they're, we need to have people that, that promote good parenting. Yes. We need to have. Uh, uh, people that promote trauma counseling because most yes. of the people I see uh, have post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Okay, so hurt mm -hmm. people hurt people. Yes. If you take a bunch of traumatized people and sprinkle a bunch of guns all over the place, why are you uh, surprised that most of you Right. If one surprised? thing leads to the next, leads to the next. I, I, I mean, it's a shame, yes, yeah. but it's not surprising. Yes, yes. Everybody's yes. acting like, oh my God, it's, it's not surprising. Yes, yes, it's yes. What a powerful point. What a powerful point. Did you hear that point that she, that the, the Honorable Judge Sawyer just made? About hurt people. Hurt people. Hurt people. Hurt people. Quite powerful. She said, as a judge, she's trying to promote a mechanism for judges to use that will help greatly reduce recidivism. What what what's quite powerful, and then she goes on to say that so hurt people hurt people, so when you take a bunch of traumatized people and sprinkle guns all over the place, what what do you think is going to happen? Quite powerful. Then she goes on to say that desperate people make really bad decisions. Therefore, if you want to effectuate a bad situation, you have to start by making people not desperate and she goes on to make that point we continue with the interview here here is here is judge sawyer let's let's go back for a little bit because that was quite a powerful point it's yeah. really not you know if you look at you know when mass incarceration began in the 80s and 90s you know, and, and crack epidemic came out, which they're obviously they're treating crack very different. They're treating opiates very differently than they treating crack. Yeah. But that's another conversation. Yes. But my point is, the generations in the, from the 80s and 90s, yeah. their kids raised themselves. Yes. And now we're two uh. generations past that. Why are people surprised at how desperate things are getting? <laughs> yes. That, it, right. It, it makes complete perfect sense to me. Yes, it's part of the cycle. People are desperate. People make yeah. really bad decisions. If you want to effectuate the uh, situation, you have to start by making people not desperate. Yeah. Desperate people don't have the mental clarity mm. to make a decent decision. Yes, 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 yes. There yes. are two kinds of people. There are actors yes. and there are reactors. Yes. Actors put things into place uh -huh. because they've thought things through and it's like a chess game. Yes. Reactors are just, there's a brick coming, duck. Yes. There's a fire over here, put it out. Reactors are just reacting to the situation in front of them without having an opportunity to think about what they want to do. Wow. You know, I was doing, I, I teach at colleges as well, and there's one thing that I've been facilitating at, at the college course, at some people I'm teaching at the college course, talking about critical thinking, Absolutely. developing a college mindset, preparing, solving and, mechanisms. Yes, yes. Because life is nothing but a series of problems, and how, yes. you, and how you problem solve definitely dictates your level of success. Wow. Wow, listen, there is so much that can be said, and learning, and people's ability to be able to problem you are an amazing person. Oh, oh, thank you. I can't wait to... And you said there was something coming up. 
the yeah. launch. When is the launch of the? Well, uh, well, we got to first make sure the website is up and running and operational. So my my guesstimation, because it's not a, it's not even a good estimation yet. The guesstimation is by the first week of November we should be nice. looking to have a a, a, a web launch, yes. a web launch event where people come in and donate because yes. Sentencing Foundation is not yes. a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that's, you know, resource-based sentencing supervision needs resources. Yes. The Sentencing Foundation facilitates that. Wow. Thank you so much. And um, we'll be there, guys. I will be there when it happens. Yes. And I will continue to follow your work. And yes. Thank you so much for the Around Podcast. That was the interview with the Honorable Stephanie M. Sawyer, Municipal Court Judge in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What a powerful interview. What a, what, what, what a powerful interview with, uh, with the Honorable Judge. Which, with, what a powerful... When we come back, we will wrap up. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the episode. You know, as the Honorable Judge Sawyer makes her case for the importance or, or presented her case concerning the importance of having a resource-based sentencing and supervision, she went on to explain. She went, she explained or went on to explain that there are two types of people, reactors and actors. She said that actors put things into place because they thought things through. And for them, life is like a chess game. On the other hand, reactors are just opposite of that. There's a brick coming, duck. There's a fire coming, put it out. Reactors are just reacting to the situation in front of them without the opportunity to think about what they want to do. And I invite you to, and, and, and that's how she concluded, and I invite you to, 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 to donate and to support the program that they are, they are going to be launching this week. It's uh, the, con, the Consenting Foundation or the, the Consenting or the Sentencing Foundation, I believe it's called. So um, look out for that. And uh, as soon as I more information that we get from, I will be participating in the program. I will reach out to her and whatever we get, uh, we will share it with you. And, um, and, um, and, but in closing, after such a powerful and passionate argument, making her case for a resource-based sentence and supervision program, it was no surprising. It was not surprising, it was not surprising that the judge would conclude the interview by sharing a well-needed and impactful effort that she and her team are embarking on if they can garner the support needed from donors and supporters. The launch of the Consenting Foundation, a non-profit organization that facilitates and sources the resources that the resources-based sentencing and supervision program needs. Of course, the launch again will be by the first week in November. This is the Nail Boy Round podcast. That concludes the show today. And please, I invite you 
to support us. And just so you know, just so you know, the Neoliberal Corporation is a think tank, news commentary, digital creators, we're academics, website specialists, writers and editors, podcasters and publishers. Visit the Neoliberal Corporation and check out our services, our materials and archives at thenealiberal.com. Our podcast, subscribe for free at anchor.fm slash thenealiberal. And of course... Visit us at RonaldoCMcKenzie.com and you can access more of our programs, our materials there. And um, we are also on YouTube. We are also at AntsBusinessSolutions.com where you can access our website hosts and design services. And of course, visit um, us at TheNeoLiberal.com and you can access some of our books, our materials, our journals, more news, blogs, so on and so forth. I'm Ronaldo McKenzie. Thank you for listening. And support us at https anchor.fm slash the liberal slash support. Walk good.